Hey, Alex, is it that time again? Jim, I guess it is that time again. And, you know, I'm really happy. You know, we're on our, we're like on our second, uh, okay, wait a minute, decades, a hundred, whatever, a half a decade. We're, we're into our second half part of a half a decade of shows. A semi-centennial show. Yes. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. (laughs) Episode 51. I got to tell you, I was disappointed with last week's episode. I just. Were you sad? Did you cry? Did you cry? I was sad about it because I thought it was bad. But I tell you, though, I, I do have to hand it to you. The the submarine story was fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah. You, that, that provided hours of endless conversation around the dinner table. Yes. <laughs> you snatched defeat from, I mean, victory from the jaws of defeat with that story. I was so low until I got to the end of putting it together last week. And I'm like, well, maybe I should just cut out the rest of the show and go with the submarine. <laughs> uh, we could do a half hour of sub sinkings. There, there we go. You know, apparently. Torpedoes away. <laughs> number one. When you go number two. <laughs> Fire number two. Oh, this going down. No, 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 don't no, no, no fire number two. <laughs> oh, and yes, I broke my vow of never to laugh again. Oh, yes, there we have it. No more. Which yeah, was that's pointed it. out by one of our avid listeners in Australia. Wow. Somebody in Australia says all you do is laugh. That's what my wife says is all we do is guffaw. <laughs> But she doesn't listen to the show, so how would she know? How did she, you know, they just listen to us recording. They think we're having a good time. You know that? They don't allow us to have a good time. No, they don't. They. It's always they. Them, you know what? I, you know yeah. what? Let, let's stick it to the man. I'm going to crack the whip and make the galley slaves in the band start playing that song. <laughs> I got you doing it. <laughs> Pretty soon we won't even need you. We can fire the, the musician. Oh, the music's running. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning or whatever the heck it is. Good good, good weekend to you, ladies okay. and gentlemen. And welcome to middle-aged white men complaining. complaining. Uh, <laughs> my name is Alex Jeffries. Most of the time I'm a liberal, although I'm getting completely fed up with everybody these days. Across the aisle from me is my good friend and right-wing terrorist, Jim. Chris just basically fed up with everybody too. Yeah, that that's about it. So we have a great show for you oh, today. God, it was a busy week. A busy, busy week. Let's just do it. Jim, our first story. We've got well, let's let's run down the latest rogues gallery and ship of fools. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, everybody wants to get into Washington. Speaking of which, um, (laughs) (laughs) speaking of which, (laughs) I heard, I heard there was a, they had a postal delivery. Yes, they did. They had a postal delivery. Well, you want to fill us in on that one? Well, yeah, it, it, it seems that, uh, last Wednesday, Doug Hughes, a 61 year old mailman from, hang on to your hat, Florida. Yeah, Florida again, <laughs> Blew his gyrocopter into the into the our nation's capital, your nation's capital, and landed on the lawns of the what do you call that thing in front of the Capitol? The lawn. Congress's front lawn. <laughs> yeah, the big old front lawn. Yeah. As as a means of protest. In Boston it's referred to as the National Front Yad. Um, yeah. <laughs> he, he blew his cap on the yad. Yeah. <laughs> And flew it there as a protest against government spending, among other things. The the media reaction 
was just incredible. First of all, the guy called ahead of time. Hey, by the way, I'll be flying my little minicopter in there. Uh, you know, don't shoot me down, please. I'm just protesting. <laughs> it lands on the lawn. It's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, it's ISIS. It's Al-Qaeda. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was my favorite thing. The guy flies in to protest out-of-control government spending. And what does Congress and the media focus on? Is Congress safe? Okay, first of all. <laughs> are, are air control, is air control in the Capitol not tight enough? And I'm like, does anybody besides the people in Congress give two shits about that? I think, I think if you took a poll through the nation, most of the people would have, oh, how come he wasn't carrying a bomb? Exactly. It's like, you can't get anywhere with one of those tiny little gyrocopters, mister. You need to bring it like an Apache or something. I think we're going to need a bigger boat. Exactly. <laughs> my but thing yeah, was when I, when I found out. Oh, yeah, out now, now it's like, it's air. Oh, my God. And. All I, I was having a flashback to like the drunken guys there with the little, uh, what are those little things? Those uh, little uh, drones, the little toy gyrocopter they were flying over oh, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, White yeah. House. And oh, I got get the stinger missiles out. <laughs> and, and it's a couple of drunks from down the street playing with their kid's toy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what I thought when I found out the guy was from Florida? It's like, <laughs> it just made boy, sense. you've missed a wasted opportunity. Washington is nothing but a former swamp. Why the heck did you bring up a truckload of alligators to chase the <laughs> Run, Senator, run. Exactly. But you can't outrun this one. Did you know an alligator can outrun a racehorse for 30 yards? You wouldn't believe how well he'll do against a big fat senator. A snail can outrun the workload of the senator. Exactly. Yeah, meanwhile, even though it's a swamp, as you were noting before, everybody <laughs> wants to get in they there. Wanna... So let's go check into the clown car. <laughs> this week we have Mario Rubio. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Welcome to the party, yes. Mario. Okay, first of all, he looks like, like Doogie Hauser. Is he even old enough to run for president? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> but... <laughs> His, uh, I, I'm going to save this for later. You know, his his folks came over in the bathtub or whatever, and uh, yeah, from the country that we're we're get, thank God we're starting to have relations with Cuba again. We finally get a decent cigar. Yeah, but, no kidding. <laughs> rolled on the thighs of brown virgin. Woohoo! But <laughs> and then, in Canada, senility sets in early. <laughs> huh? What? Squirrel. <laughs> Uh, I'm voting for him. Uh, yes, I think he's the late. What, what did anybody else announce last week? Wait a minute. Well, oh wait, there was one more. Oh God, I saw the commercial. It was like yeah. like 25 minutes or an hour long. Of yeah, give me a minute people, in our give me a minute or ten. People growing tomatoes and bouncing balls. It was yeah. like watching a, a rerun of Cirque Soleil. I um, think. You know, <laughs> Oh yes, and we're gonna move our little doggy, and then and then at the end, there's some woman going, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna run for president." Who was that? Uh, 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 who? What? It's like you had to wake up. Who was that? Anyway, ladies yeah, and gentlemen, like, Hillary Clinton announced for president last week. Yeah, there's a surprise. Like nobody's seen that coming since 2008. 
<laughs> you know, the, the thing is, is as a Democrat, it's not that I hate Hillary. I just, I, I just, she leaves me kind of cold, but there's nothing else out there. I actually thought last week that the campaign was going to unveil its new slogan, Hillary or else 2016. <laughs> hey, what about Benghazi? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and your email. And, and, and the, the cat. And Vince Foster. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Don't forget anyway. that. Global warming. Hillary. <laughs> you know, Al Gore, you know, he blamed it on, first he blamed it on Bush, but, you know, I think that was just a version. Yeah. <laughs> it was the Clinton. Oh, it's always the Clintons. All I can, all I can think of is, you know, her an inaugural day and Bill sitting in the background with his, uh, with his saxophone, like. I'm in the White House now. I'm in the White House now. <laughs> Move over, honey. That's my chair. Yeah, that's right. So it it with 500 and uh, gosh, it was 74 last week. So take away seven uh, with, with still a yawning 18 months to go. Yes, the clock is ticking. It's like the clock that's never going to move to the next minute. Yeah, it's, like, it's like, come on, the end of October 2016, come on. Oh, my God. Well, what do you, what's your hurry? It'll, we'll just have to get started for 2020. I'm waiting for the first newscaster to say that. Oh, what, what does this mean for 2020? Yeah. And speaking of, hey, is Hillary the only one who actually has a birth certificate out of this whole bunch? Well, let's see. We've got some other things going on in the president eventually race the republicans continue to offer an amazing spectrum of fascinating candidates and when i say fascinating i kind of mean that in the way a train hitting a van full of old people is fascinating oh ow <laughs> but let's see msnbc and i don't usually like to quote them because they're obviously very partisan but this was too good well, they're for usually me very not. wrong yeah this 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 <laughs> There is apparently a rift going on right now among prominent members of the GOP about whether or not it is okay to take pot shots if the government, if you're not happy with what they're doing. And when I say pot shots, I mean literally. Well, yeah, you know, that proud to be in America. Where I can shoot you if I want. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm all, let me get this on the record. I said this before, but I, I gotta say it again, because you have to be careful. I personally as a liberal am all in favor of the second amendment they put it in there for a reason and i think it's valid that having been said this whole idea of people walking around like they're in a goddamn western pulling their six guns at the local shopping mall is freaking ridiculous Who, who's carrying a gun come on really who needs to carry a gun who's carrying a gun i'll tell you who's carrying a gun last year our dear old pig castrating friend from iowa that would be Bag sporting Senator Joni Ernst said that she carries a firearm everywhere. Why? This is a quote. In case she needs to defend herself from the government. That would be Senator Joni Ernst. Wait, 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 wait. From the government? Yes, Senator Joni Ernst says she carries a gun everywhere so she can defend herself from the government. Did anybody mention to her that she was the government? I... Did anybody ever think that the bread bag shouldn't have been around her foot, but maybe over her head? Maybe it was a little too long. Once. I think that could be it. 
Well, thank goodness it's only her. You know, she's no, an anomaly. it's oh, not true. There's more? Oh, yes. Ted Cruz said this week, just last week, that the Second Amendment to the Constitution isn't just for protecting your, protecting your rights to hunt and not to safeguard your right for target practice. It's there to protect your constitutional right to defend your children, family, home, lives, and serve as the ultimate check against governmental tyranny. Whoa, whoa. Senator Ted Cruz. That would be Senator Ted the, Cruz. The Canadian. Yeah, yeah the Canadian <laughs> Cuban running for president. The Cana- uh, I'm sorry, know, the Canadian American Cuban running for president. <laughs> so he's Not the, to be confused with the American Cuban running for president. Uh, it's so confusing. Okay, this is the best part because I feel like I'm in the Star Trek mirror universe where <laughs> Republicans are actually the ones that start the Confederacy. <laughs> I mean, because this is the best part of all. So, Senator Lindsey Graham, who's from South Carolina, got into the he's act as well. still alive? Yeah, he's still with us. <laughs> he got into the act because <laughs> he's probably also going to run for president. And he reminded Cruz that his state tried that whole insurrection thing back in 1860, and it didn't work out so hot for them. <laughs> Now, oh, they all still think they can secede from the union down there. Oh, my God. It's not. I don't even know what's going on anymore. They're all Republicans. But yeah, anyway, I, I just there's a line in the play 1776 that Ben Franklin. It's not a real Ben Franklin quote, but it's still a great line. And he says, oh, don't be silly. Don't you know a rebellion is always legal in the first person like our rebellion? It's only in the third person, their rebellion, that it becomes illegal. <laughs> All right. Well, with that note, um, hey, we have, hey, I heard Jeff's back. Yes, he is. He's come back from the great dark swamp. Um, he's caught lots of fish, many happy clients, and he did, thank goodness, have time to pen a song for us this week. And oddly enough, it is about Ted Cruz. So oh, ladies and gentlemen, let's sit back and listen to the musical stylings of Cabbage Patch Jeff. The offering from this week at the Garfish Room at the Swamp Cabbage Cafe. Ted Cruz. Cruz. <laughs> you know, I think they need to hire Jeff as their uh, songwriter. I think so. 
I think so. So, okay, we need to bring Jeff into the uh, MWMB uh, men's choir with that one. <laughs> oh, I, I think we have to do that. Maybe we'll do a reprise at some point. Uh, you know, if if Cruz catches fire here, I wish he would literally. But I mean, if his campaign gets off the ground, <laughs> I was the damnedest case of spontaneous combustion I've ever seen. <laughs> Oh, thank goodness. You know, thank goodness that we're done with politicians now. We, we've got no more news about any Oh, no, we're done with our politicians, Jim. Don't be stupid. Uh, there's we more? Got, oh, there's politicians all there's over the world and not just ours. Roll the tape, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Our two favorites, our two favorite politicians from afar, Vladimir Putin and Kim Jong-un, are getting together again. They're, they're bringing the band back. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Apparently, Kim is, is making his first international trip to mark the 70th anniversary of the defeat of the Nazis of the Second World War on May 9th for the big parade in Moscow. And I will admit, it is a very, it's a very patriotic, very moving parade. There's, you know, lots of, they bring out the veterans. It was, it was a devastating thing to solve. All Soviet five Union. of them that are left. <laughs> well, there's, there's more than that, believe it or not. There's like eight. Actually, um, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, the war was just devastating to the Soviets, you know, no, on their own soil. There's something that we did not really have to put up with that no. much. And, and, but, but he's making his first trip to Moscow Snubbing his nose at his biggest benefactors, the Chinese. Ooh, how exciting. Now, do you think this could be because Putin and Kim Jong-un are the only two people in the world that can stand each other's company? I don't know. I'm just wondering if Kim's airplane's got enough gas to get there. <laughs> now that he has Air Force Jung. Well, I will tell you one thing. I was looking at the news about Putin this week, too, and I will tell you that he is not going to get a loan from Vladimir Putin because, of course, we all know that our old Tavarich pays his taxes, and apparently his tax return tells us that the president of all the Russias earned $150,000 U.S. last year, which is a lot of money if you work at Walmart or something like that. But if you are the president of all the Russians, what? I mean, hell's bells, Obama makes $450,000. Whoa, whoa, his taxes say he only earned $150,000? Only $150,000. Well, maybe I'm mistaken, but his deputy prime minister, yep, Alexander Klopponen, uh, Klopponen, yeah. earned $5.5 million. Yeah, well, you know, Putin's very scrupulous about these things. Uh, uh, Do they have an IRS? (laughs) That's none of your business, comrade. (laughs) It's on a need-to-know basis, and you don't need to know. When you own the economy, you own the numbers. I I just, I love that. It's like, why would you even make your tax return public if you were going to lie like that? What we do? No. <laughs> oh, come on. Lying on your taxes is a national pastime in the United States. Yeah, but this isn't like $500 under the table painting a house lying. <laughs> this is claim it claim it all those kitties of yours as dependents, you know? Come yeah. on. <laughs> but if I didn't give them whiskers, they'd die. That's right. <laughs>
<laughs> oh my god oh, there's friend. more but you know also you know the victory day thing not not every country the u.s is sending a representative you know for the parade a, a delegate but uh some countries aren't <laughs> who are and, we you know, sending who, like the the assistant undersecretary for the third department of the 19th division of the state I don't, department? you know what i'd go it's, it's it is a it is a Gosh, Jim, they'd probably let you if you asked. It's like, oh, yeah, I was hoping to get out of that. Really? Would you go and carry the flag for me? I'll go do it. I mean, heck, I even speak Russian. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like vodka. And I must say, I find that very, very suspicious, Tavarich. <laughs> is, that why the, is, is that why the cat's been hanging out under my table? Yeah. <laughs> go. That's why kitty. I sent you that kitty cat. <laughs> but no, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, uh, but anyway, but it's Washington's fault, you know, that if people aren't coming. Washington's dead. Well, no, the, 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 the D.C. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So it's, it's George Bush's fault. But it, <laughs> I got asked a <laughs> Sorry, lot. Sorry, I, I, I saw a squirrel myself this time. <laughs> I, Did I, you I, see I, the bumper sticker this week? Jeb Bush, 2016, because we do believe America is just that stupid. But he's he's the Bush boy everybody likes, actually. Oh, that's true. If I had to choose a Bush boy, but I'm like, I mean, come on, a father who's a senator, a son who is the president, another a grandson who is the, the president, and now another grandson who's the president. This it's starting to make me feel like I live in South America or maybe Chicago or Massachusetts. <laughs> Anyway, I didn't mean to get you off the Putin track. I just... Uh, ah, that's all right. You know, he'll do something for us next week. Well, we have come to the part in our show, Jim, where we're about, I think, 20 minutes in or so, and um, we probably should do our salute uh, this week. Yeah, we could talk more, but Jeff took up too much time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to get a comment now from him. <laughs> I, I, I think... Uh, <laughs> Speaking of being trampled by the political herd, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think we should salute Ian Gibson. And tell me, why do you think we should salute? Who is Ian Gibson and why should we salute him? <clears throat> Ian Gibson, he is a professional hunter. Ooh. A professional hunter. Uh, you know, yes, Buona. Ah, Prof yes, of, yes, a professional hunter. Professional hunter. All he needs is the uh, khaki uh, safari suit, the, uh, you know, the hat, you know. And a monocle, but yeah. uh, actually and the a guy fifty-foot monkey. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, actually, the picture they have of him—he's kind of overweight, wearing a ball cap. But <laughs> I was gonna say he looks more like a professional hunter from Mississippi. <laughs> I shot myself with fish. Anyway, he was out hunting elephants. He wanted to, he wanted the tusks. He's hunting the, the the great gray there. You know, looking at looking at the tusks. The magnificent animal. Yeah, only uh, only about fifty meters away. Yes. Hey, same. And the elephant instantly turned and began a full charge. Wow. Well, as big as Ian seems to be, <laughs> he is not bigger than Dumbo's mom who squashed him. <laughs> Ian Gibson was a man. He was a fat man. But the packeter was fatter. Now Ian is much flatter, don't you see? 
Now a big red spot on the African plain, a great big puddle of goo. The squishiest, squashiest ivory man Zimbabwe ever knew. Ian Gibson was a man, he was a fat man. But the pachyderm was fatter, now Ian is much flatter, don't you see? <laughs> No, no, uh, Ian. Ian got uh, got gored and stomped, and and the hunter became the hunted. So the uh, the, the the description they said was the the attack was very graphic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so anyway, the uh, it, it's like those old Tarzan movies <laughs> where the elephants used to squash everybody under their feet. Yeah, but they were only squashing bad guys. Well, that's true. Well, this guy was a bad guy, apparently. Well, he, he paid his fee. Oh, then he was just a bad hunter. <laughs> I paid my fee. I have a right to shoot an endangered animal. tusk. <laughs> yeah, for five percent of its of its bodily like makeup. Yeah. Although, so although you know, Ian does not rise does not rise to the great heights as last week uh, Fritz Adolf. Um, oh no. <laughs> And he's actually probably in line for the Darwin Award. I, I think. I think that this week we should uh, salute uh, Ian Gibson for his hunting prowess and his inability to actually run away. Jim, you've got it. Let's have the salute music, please. And so, Ian Gibson, <laughs> formerly of Zimbabwe. <laughs> oh, great. Now I got nothing. For your, for your tickle, Just, for tickling the ivories <laughs> of a great gray elephant. It's a whole new kind of foot job, folks. Oh, I better edit that out. Anyway, Don't forget uh, the floss. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. You have to clip the elephant's toenails after that. It'd probably be a little good. Uh, hey, Jumbo, I think you stepped in something. <laughs> Oh, crap. Did I step in a hunter again? God damn, when will these people learn to bring a plastic bag? <laughs> now all the other elephants will make fun of them. <laughs> you stepped in Gibson. You stepped in Gibson. <laughs> all right, that's it. And so, Ian Gibson, for not being able to run away from your prey, <laughs> but taking it like a man anyway. <laughs> a man facing down a giant bull elephant. We here at MWMB salute you. Salute you. I bet he can't pull himself up from his bootstraps now. <laughs> no, he probably can't even reach his bootstraps anymore. <laughs> I just say like Wally Coyote, you know, when he gets flattened by the rock and he goes walking around with two little feet underneath a manhole-shaped body, you know. <laughs> And then the rock hits him. <laughs> anyway, well, I guess it's time for us to shuffle off the buffalo. <laughs> he and Gibson was a man. Just a short, stubby man. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Oh. Alrighty, well. Cruise. Cruise, cruise, baby. Cruise. Ted Cruise, baby. Ted Cruise. <laughs> ah, we're out of here. <laughs> yeah, that's it. In with a roar out with a whimper. Still, I know this is going to be better than last week's show. 
course, Chex Party Mix is better than last week's show. You know what the bad part is? We actually enjoy laughing at these people. That better be the whole reason we're doing the show, because it sure as hell ain't to get rich. <laughs> Ian Gibson was a man, he was a fat man, but the packeter was fatter, now he is much flatter, don't you see? Now a big red spot on the African plain, a great big puddle of goo, the squishiest, squashiest ivory man Zimbabwe ever knew. Ian Gibson was a man, he was a fat man, but the packet term was fatter, now Ian is much flatter, don't you see?